Welcome to Concerning CAMS, brought to you by Education Pathways. I'm Kevin Connickney, your host. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Let's get started. Our topic today is budgeting with boards, what CAMS need to know. I have the pleasure to be here with Hope E. Kadunzi. Hope is an accountant with Stromer & Company. Welcome, Hope, to Concerning CAMS. And would you please start by telling us a bit about your background in the accounting field? Certainly. I've been with Stromer for over seven years now, and my focus is on condo associations, doing their bookkeeping and consulting with them on how to read their financials and help them with their budgets and preparing for audits. So I have a lot of background with condo associations, HOAs. Thank you. Well, it's budget season. So what should CAMS and board members be thinking about as they get ready for the budget prep? They have a lot to think about, and there's two portions to the budget. There's the operating section, which is all the regular day-to-day maintenance and utility fees. And then there's a reserve section, which is reserves for replacement and major repairs. So we need to be in order to get the whole budget complete. Well, what information needs to be gathered uh, for the operating portion of the budget? Yes, we will start with the operating portion. Thank you for that. When you're trying to do your budget, you have several different vendors. You have your electricity, water, trash cable, insurance, landscaping, all kinds of different vendors that you utilize. And the utility vendors usually increase their fees or by a percentage amount every year. So the first thing they need to do is call all these vendors and find out what the percentage increase will be. Insurance is usually 10%, sometimes it's 5%. And us being in Florida, hurricanes come into play there big time. So um, cable may go up. So the best route for operating budget, make sure you call your vendors, find out what the normal increase is going to be for the current year, and then call your landscapers and your maintenance people and find out if they're going to have an increase. Uh, There was a time where gas hiked very high and people were adding surcharges and condo associations didn't have that added money in their budget. So it's a good idea just to call around, find out what's going on, and then take into account any payroll raises or bonuses that may occur during the year. Usually Christmas time, most associations give their employees bonuses. So we need to keep that in the back of our head too when we're doing the budget. So once you have all these budget increases, percentage increases in front of you, you need to grab the latest financial statement that you have and it'll show your year-to-date actuals next to your year-to-date budget. And what I like to see people do is take this actual figure that they have for usually nine months, one to nine months, and divide that by nine for the months and then add three times that figure so that you get a full 12-month projection. Again, that's 
taking that actual uh-huh. figure for the first nine months, you divide it by that nine months, which will give you one month worth of a figure. You take that you take that one month figure and you times it by three, and then you add it to your nine month actuals. So that gives you a twelve month projection of what your actual was for that particular line item, electricity, let's say, and you know what it's at. Then you take the percentage that you received for the increase from the electric company and you times it by that figure that you came up with as your projection. And then that'll be your new budget amount for that line item. And you got to go down through all the components on your operating budget and do this with every single one of them uh, so that you can have a budget's a budget, but so that you can have the most accurate budget amounts for your association on the operating level. Does that make sense or... Yeah, it does. Actually, it's a great strategy, and it sounds like it's fairly simple for folks to manage. Uh, it's kind of a formula, I guess. Yes. Uh, okay, well, um, so then the follow-up question I have is, well, what information should folks be thinking about gathering for the reserve portion of the budget? So the reserve portion of the budget, that's what we call a static figure. And we call it a static figure because the reserves are the reserves, And you have components in the reserves that you're expecting over a period of time to have to replace or do major repair to. The three components that you must have are roof paving, which is the roadways if you have them, and painting of the buildings. Those are what the statutes require. And then anything else that is going to be over $10,000 and longer than one year should be in your reserves. Sometimes people put a $10,000 item that needs to be done every year in their reserves. Our company, Stromer, wouldn't normally recommend that. It needs to be something, it's a future, so it needs to be something that's a little bit longer than a year. But there's nothing that says you cannot do that. It's just our suggestion. It makes it a little bit easier when you're doing your reserves if you do things that are longer than one year. Can you think of an example of something that um, would sort of qualify for that category? Insurance premiums um, and tree trimming. Those are two, yeah, those are two high cost items that are due every year. Your insurance premium and tree trimming. Some people have a lot of lot and the tree trimming can be upwards $10,000, $11,000, but it happens every year. Okay. So it's basically an operating expense, but some people tend to throw it into the reserves because it's over that $10,000 threshold that the statutes say you need to meet. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So... When you have your reserve components, there's two ways to come up with your reserve figures for these components. And we'll just take roofs, for example. You can call a vendor and ask that vendor to give you a guesstimate of how much it would cost to replace the roofs. And you can use that figure that they give you. No inflation, no future costs or anything are configured in that. Just you take that estimate and you use that. The second way to get 
the figures for the components would be to do a reserve study. And those are expensive, but they're well worth it because you know what to expect in the future. Reserve studies normally take into account inflation rates and things to that nature. Hope, you mentioned reserve studies. Who is typically hired to conduct the reserve study? You hire an engineer to do reserve study because they're the ones that are able to look at the structure and know what goes into that structure. If you hire an accountant to do it, the accountant's not going to know what's going into the structure of a roof or into the asphalt of the paving. So reserve study is normally done by an engineer. So as we move forward with your reserve, there's many components that come into play. So we're going to stick with the roofs. We're going to say the roofs are going to last 15 years and they're going to cost $150,000 at the end of that 15 years. Okay. So when you do your reserve schedule, let's say the roofs are five years old at this point in time of that 15 year life. So when you do the reserve schedule and you want your budgeted amount, you have to take the 15 years of that total life and subtract out the five years that you've already used. So you have 10 years left. Okay, the, the cost was going to be $150,000. You already have $50,000 reserved in the reserves. So you have to subtract that $50,000 from that hundred and fifty. So now we're sitting on the budget 10 more years to use the roofs, but we need $100,000 at the end of that 10-year. So it's a little division after you get to that point. So 10 years by 100 is $10,000 a year. So you know you have to reserve $10,000 a year for the roofs to be fully funded when their life ends. Does that make sense? It does. Let me ask you a, a sort of a related follow-up question, and it's it's fairly the answer is probably fairly intuitive, but I'm going to ask anyway. So we said it's one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but what happens with uh, you know inflation and and prices of things going up over time? How how do you account for that? Well, and that's why you want to try and get a vendor in there every year to give you a guesstimate, because at that budget period time is when you need to have accurate figures as accurate as possible. So if you're doing vendor estimates, you need to get those every year from the vendor and that will take into account your inflation. If you have a reserve study done, the reserve study will already have that figure built in. Uh, There's, yeah, you don't have to take into account inflation, but it is a good idea. So the so it sounds like there's two ways then to approach this. If you have the reserve study done and an engineer, for example, looks at the project and gives feedback um, about what they think the projected cost will be in 15 years when the roof needs to be done. That's one way. And it sounds like a second way is that um, if you got a new estimate on what a roof would be the cost to be replaced, let's say seven years in, and it's no longer 150000 but now it's 165000 so then when you do your division, you would figure out um, what the new shortfall would be. And I guess you account for that in your annual budget projections over the next, like, say, seven years, if that was the half game mark. Correct. Okay. Thank you. That's, that's yep, really helpful. That is. Okay. So you do this for each of the components. You have paving, painting. Some people have pools. They have fences. 
guard houses, clubhouses. There's a whole bunch of things that go into it. Um, sometimes people have landscaping in there if they think that they're going to have major overhaul of their landscaping, resodding, new plants, things to that effect. Um, I don't see that very often, but it's a possibility. So we ran through basically the calculations to get to your reserves. Once you run through all of that for your reserves, I love having an Excel spreadsheet because it does all the calculations for you once you plug the formulas in there. Then you come down to your budget figure for your reserves and it will tell you how much that you need for that year. Then you divide it by the amount of owners and you're gonna have your reserve figure that you need for the year. Okay, so let's just say the reserve figure is going to be $100 per owner, and that's fine. It could be $100.06. It could be $101.15. The reserves, you want to have an exact figure. You don't want to manipulate the numbers to make it an even figure. You want to keep it static on the reserves. When it comes to making your assessment an even figure, you want to utilize a contingency line item in the operating budget. You don't want to mess with your static figure. That's what I meant by a static figure in reserves. The number is what the number is, and you don't want you don't want to um, round it. So your operating budget's a little more flexible. You have office expenses. You have a contingency expense that you can have in there and contingencies just for anything that you think may come up that you haven't accounted for in the operating budget. Um, so when you come to the operating budget and you have all your figures in there, at the end of it, you want to add your $100 for your reserves. And let's say you come down and you have, oh, I don't know, maybe $252.22 mm-hmm. in, in your operating budget per owner. What I would do is I would start by adding maybe $1,000 to contingency in order to bring this total of two fifty two twenty two plus the 100 to like two three fifty five or 360 or some kind of figure like that instead of the 25222 could you know you want to bring it up $3 just to make it even and the reason i say that is it's an accounting nightmare to be chasing after 22 cents <laughs> so so if yeah <laughs> so well, our strong suggestion is always round the operating side to make sure that your assessments are an even number. I've, I've seen budgets both ways with non-rounding and rounding, and homeowners really appreciate the rounding as well when it comes to their checkbook. So uh, that's my suggestion for that. Hopefully. Hopefully this these calculations make sense. Sometimes it's easier with a visual, but... I tried to explain it the best I could. Yeah, that's helpful. So when should this information be gathered? Okay, the best time to gather this information is typically three to four months before your year end 
or three months before the annual meeting. Usually the annual meeting happens a month or two after year end, but you want to be specifically prepared for the budget portion of the annual meeting. And the budget needs to be mailed out, I believe, 30 days before the voting occurs. The CAMs are really good at knowing their dates. So I believe it's 30 days before the voting occurs that they have to have their budget out. So the sooner you do it, the better. And that's why we're in the midst of budget season right now, because um, most everybody has almost all of their budget prepared so that they can start mailing them out with the annual meetings. So, um, and the condo docs may say something about when they have to mail out the budget and it depends on whether the membership votes on the budget per the condo docs or not as well. Can you tell us a little bit about why it's important to gather this information? Absolutely. The association needs to make sure that they maintain a low fee but are able to maintain the property within the specifications because the the better you maintain the property throughout the year, the longer life you're going to have on the property. If if you lowball your budget too much, you're not going to have enough money to maintain the property properly in order to keep it up and then if you maintain it throughout the year, then you don't have to worry about later on having big, huge maintenance bills because you weren't maintaining it. So budget projection is something that has a long-term effect on what they do in the association and to maintain the fees for the association so that it's manageable for all the owners. So that's basically the huge importance of budget projection, making sure that they have enough money for maintenance. Well, how is this information then implemented? They use all of this information in order to get to that monthly fee. So you have your landscaping, you know that it's going to cost $5,000 every two months in order to have the landscaping done. And you know it's going to cost X amount of dollars in electricity. So you know all your individual costs going through and down the budget. It brings you to this monthly fee that each owner is responsible for in order to maintain the association. Again, the reserves are a static figure, and this is something for future costs that are going to happen. Maybe seven years, maybe three years, could be up to 20 years in the future. But as long as the association is reserving for these future repairs, they're financial looks good and their property looks good. So everybody benefits from how these budget figures are, are working. Hope you've talked about the reserve calculation and rounding. Can you please share more about what you need to do to round the final assessment charge? Okay. So with that final assessment charge, again, like I said, make sure that you don't touch the reserves, don't round the reserves up or or down. You want to keep that that static figure because that is a major component of the budget for the future repairs. But when you come to this operating, again, some people just don't want to deal with it. They just want to go ahead and charge the $222.56 
to the owners. But again, if you have a, an Excel spreadsheet, which um, I have several of them that will calculate the figure out for you and you just start plugging into a contingency light item, you can even use office supplies because usually it's just a, a small figure that you need to use in order to bring the rounding up. So if you put $1,000 into this contingency line item, it'll bring the dues up based on how many owners you have uh, to an even number. And you just keep plugging and playing with that number until you find an even number. It could even just be $253 instead $255 or uh, upwards to amount like that. Some some boards actually have a figure in mind that they want to charge and the operating and reserve budget come in lower than that. And they say, no, I, I know the budget comes to 365, but we want to charge 400. And so you can, you can put that into an operating contingency line item in order to bring it to what the board wants, as long as you don't touch that reserve figure. Well, as the- as we wrap up this episode, are there any other suggestions you'd like to make about budget preparation and how we can make it easier? Um, the best thing to do is have an Excel spreadsheet and just plug all your numbers in there. You can plug your, you can create formulas, and then this way you can plug in your nine month figure into that cell. And it will calculate the 12-month figure for you. And you only have to do the formula once. And then you can copy and paste it all the way down the Excel spreadsheet. Uh, With the reserves, usually it's the same figures that are coming over. And you just subtract one year of life unless you get these estimates from the vendors and they change. Um, And then that's just a matter of plugging in those figures. Uh, But... In order to have the most accurate budget, you've got to take the time out to call these vendors and find out what the increases are going to be prior to sitting down and working on the budget. That That is the key to making sure that your budget is as close to an actual that you can get. Again, we all know budgets are budgets and things happen. And increases sometimes happen in mid-year when we have some kind of disaster. But putting a contingency line item into your operating will help that. But the, the best and easiest thing to do is just get on the phone and call your vendors and find out the percentage increase to have the best and most accurate budget. I do recommend that... Any association has a reserve study done once every five to seven years because that's in their best interest for the reserve portion of the budget as well so that they're budgeting enough for their future repairs. Hope, thank you for joining us today on Concerning CAMs to discuss budgeting with boards and what CAMs need to know. If listeners have additional questions, how can they best reach you or your colleagues at Stromer and Associates. Certainly, yeah, certainly. Thank you so much for having me. And the best way to reach me would be to email me at hope, H O P E C as in cat, 
at stromercpa.com. They can also call our office at 239-433-1002. And as always, our website, www.stromercpa.com. Thank you. And we'll be sure to add that contact information in the episode notes for this podcast.